Oh, and hey, will you rate and review us on Apple Cad? Apple. Apple. Apple Cadcast. <laughs> <laughs> you are tuning in to Slightly Balanced, hosted by Tia and Petey. This show is all about all things positivity, business, entrepreneurship, relationships, and mental health. We encourage you to listen if you are looking for a relatable community that will cheer you on in life. This episode is sponsored in part by the Barn at Aspen Acres, inviting you to unite, grow, and celebrate together. And by Blue Spruce Coffee Truck, a mobile coffee delivery service available to pour you some love. and welcome back for another episode of Slightly Balanced with Petey and Tia. Hey guys, uh, we are hoping that you enjoyed the first three episodes and we're excited to get started with you guys with the month of January where our theme for January is how to get started. So, and we know getting started can be sometimes hard. It's taking those first baby steps. So that's the theme for January and we will work through that. And each theme or each month we'll have a different theme uh, ranging anywhere from four to five podcast for that theme depending on how the weeks of the month lay out uh so i like this because for you and i like we we started from scratch yes and 2019 so we can kind of share some of these raw um starting from scratch ideas that we implemented in our businesses so Mm -hmm. i'm really excited to share that the good the bad the ugly yeah (laughs) (laughs) so let's get started with a little happiness segment Ah, okay. I'm so excited about this one. This one like is maybe exciting happiness and also really sad because it's that we have to even like talk about this. Oh, yes. um, This one is about a teacher. So the title is One Teacher's Brilliant Strategy to Stop Future School Shootings. And it's not about guns. Trigger warning. Just saying. For sure. Um, So... Every Friday afternoon, she asks her students to take out a piece of paper and write down the names of four children with whom they'd like to sit with the following week. The children know that these requests may or may not be honored. She also asks the students to nominate one student who they believe has been an exceptional classroom citizen that week. All ballots are privately submitted to her. Um, And then every single afternoon, Friday afternoon, after the students go home, she takes out those slips of paper, places them in front of her and studies them. She looks for patterns. Do you want to go with the rest of this? Yeah. So she basically looks at who is getting requested or who is not getting requested by anyone else, who can't think of anyone to request, who never gets noticed enough to be nominated and who had a million friends last week and none this week. Mm. So by laying this out, she's actually able to identify who's feeling lonely and who is maybe had a rough week um, and how to identify kind of the ebbs and flows of life, friendship, growing up. Um, And her belief is that, and again, we know this is a touchy subject, but school shootings are just at the root in her belief are just really sad and lonely individuals. And so Mm -hmm. she wants to harvest, um, you know, inclusion in her school and in her classroom because she feels like inclusion and belonging is what's going to make people feel more loved and more included and less likely to go down that path of seclusion, so to speak. I love this one, uh, the statement in the article. It says, as a teacher, parent, and lover of all children, I think this is the most brilliant love ninja strategy I've ever encountered. 
I love Love Ninja. Love Ninja is so Should we make a shirt that says Love Ninja? (laughs) Hashtag Love Ninja. (laughs) I love it. Um, But it says, uh, what a way to spend a life looking for patterns of love and loneliness, stepping in every single day and altering the trajectory of our world. Mm, I love that. Makes my heart happy. Me too. So that's your happiness segment for today. So our next segment is the assertive segment. And this one, again, our theme for January is how to start from scratch. And so I guess a great way for you guys to get to know me better, Petey, and Tia better is kind of to talk about this opening podcast about how we got started, how we got our ideas, and what those first shaky first baby steps were like. Mm. Um, So I guess we're kind of going to do this interview style where I kind of interview Tia and she kind of interviews me and we kind of have a conversation about it. Um, So Tia, how and when did you start your business? So, um, like, how did you come up with the idea? I think like, I'm going to like backtrack a little bit because I think, have you always had like an entrepreneurial spirit in you? Have you like, as a child, what did you kind of do to be like, did you sell things (laughs) like my little brothers and I, or my little brother and I, um, and my older brother, we had a rock shop. Oh my gosh. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. We sold rocks rocks like legit rocks not Not lemonade but rocks rocks to tourists (laughs) can i ask where did you find these rocks oh like so my family has a big ranch like um in between custer and hot springs and there's like mines all around like quartz mines and oh sure Micah, we thought Micah was the coolest thing. Do you know what Micah is? I know what Micah is. Yeah, because it's so shiny. It says like a child. You thought peel peel it. Yeah, you peel it. Yeah. Okay, so we'll show you guys what Micah is in the show notes. Anyways, um, so we like thought that was the coolest thing ever to sell it to tourists because they probably just bought it like people buy lemonade out of (laughs) out of a shop. On the side of the road. That's so funny. Yeah. So we would sell like cords and all. Did people actually buy it? Oh yeah. Like three dollars was a lot of money to us. Oh my gosh! So how do you, how did we spend our money as a child? <laughs> we we went to the store and bought hot pockets. Oh my gosh! I know, living the dream. Anyways, so how and when did we start our businesses? Um, so obviously, mine always I've always had like this entrepreneurial selling spirit. <laughs> I can't get the rocks out of my head. <laughs> so um, I would say like always having that I knew I wanted to create a business so I've always kind of been in the lookout to finding something that I would would be able to have a passion for Mm because I think having a passion is really important in a business um and I always thought like the flexibility of having rentals and that type of passive income yeah Mm -hmm. except for what we've realized is is there a such thing as passive income no there's not (laughs) there's not so anyways so that's kind of how we got started of just we would have been looking for some type of opportunity to Mm -hmm. take advantage and be business owners but we just didn't know what it was so um for us when you find a gap that's really huge um and oftentimes it has to do with what you're going through in your life mm-hmm. and so when Dan and I you know first started looking for a wedding venue we noticed the gap and then we took advantage of really looking and saying hey how much work is this is this something we can accomplish do we have the skill sets for this let's sit down and dig in and do a business plan so when you say gap it's when you see that there's a need for something mm-hmm. yeah how did you find the courage to execute it or how did you guys so you guys realize that there was a need for it so then what really started the ball going? 
Yeah, I would say we really sat down and looked at a business plan and um, I created a business plan in college, but I would say more like finding helpful resources in our community Mm -hmm. that can sit down and help us go over those resources. Um, So that for me was the um, South Dakota Center of Enterprising Opportunity, um, which is a women's business center that really sits there and goes through and helps you go through your business plan. Um, But ultimately what I think I needed help the most with was the financials and really setting and going over and making sure that it was a viable business Mm -hmm. and really crunching the numbers. And that takes a lot of work. Like you have to go and look at what other people are spending on electricity and, and is that viable for your business? That's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like look at all of them. There's things that I still like linens. I would have never known to add that into my business plan. Well, anything like even just, pencils sorry yeah. uh, pencils pens notepads like just even down to like the littlest things right well, I was like talking to Nancy with an with the new Italian restaurants in town and she's like of all the things that I had to order I freaking forgot a food processor yeah and it's a restaurant but it is it's all these little things and those are the things that you have to pencil out to that you just don't at- you forget your mind's going in so many different directions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just becomes super overwhelming with all of the different little minor details that you have to account for because in Mm -hmm. the long run you will you will definitely feel it if you don't get it in there Mm -hmm. or at least put in a contingency so that you have enough funds to um have that did you um did you look at other wedding venues in the black hills and kind of compare it and talk to them or talk to other like business owners in the same wedding venue type of business um, anywhere else in the United States? Yeah, or? I did, but I would feel like I feel like this industry is very closed off. Mm, um, they want to keep their secrets. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we talked to a lot of other vendors mm-hmm. that have dealt in the wedding industry for a really long time and dove into, you know, what are your ideas? And the first thing that came out of their mouths was, "Please make it white. Please make it white." Really? Oh, that's so, so interesting. So that's why you went with super white, white theme okay yep. the photographers really really wanted that so i think listening to what's around you in the industry yeah um and then you also been in this industry before right so that is something we should mention what did you do yeah. before that so in the i was always in sales okay. um i worked in pharmaceuticals i worked for um a growth and innovation team along with like a director of business development um and so for me it was always about like looking for those gaps yeah. and others in sales, you're looking for gaps always. Mm-hmm. So, um, to improve sales. Yeah, yeah. To improve it. Right. Yeah. And I think that was one of when our market research, we were really looking at all of these gaps. Yeah. What, what other gaps are there in the market that we can capitalize on and make sure that we have every little piece of the venue that needs to happen. And that makes it good. Yeah. That makes it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So I think, um, one of the things that you were going to talk about was the finding the courage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that. Was it through it, that process that gave you the courage? Yeah. yeah. And I think passion, like being able to be like, I'm really passionate about being my own, um, like being a business owner and really putting forth the work and getting back the reward. Mm-hmm. I think that was my passion that started it and really like the courage that allowed me to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I started like, finding now the reward of like getting to meet with these people and you know like really diving in I know my heart (laughs) yeah really diving into the individual stories that's now where I get my passion and I'm like no I want to make this really perfect for you and 
I, it's it's a be, big part of their lives it that is. you get to be a part of. How it's, special and exciting is that? And you don't like so many people don't realize how much you look back on that day. Yeah, I so. haven't been there yet. So, yeah. But yeah, it is a big moment. So, okay, my turn to ask you these questions. Well, something I did want to touch base on, and yeah. like maybe I can touch base on it in my, my little mini interview with you. <laughs> um, you were talking about the resources that were available to you in those mm-hmm. beginning steps. Um, and I think you went and talked to Michelle Kane, correct? Yeah, so I went and talked to Michelle Kane, but I also went to um, SB, I'm, I'm hoping to get this right, South, Daco- S- South Dakota business center okay yeah yeah out of rapid city yeah 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 Yeah, okay um and that was with donna levin donna yes she worked with me as well donna (laughs) is my hero she's amazing and she's so even keel so and like Mm -hmm. but yeah she's like still so excited for you but like wants you to just kind of be like realistic yeah 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 so um i'm super I'm super supportive of Donna and I wish every mm-hmm. young business, even young or old, that really just needs somebody to help them dive into the numbers. Yeah. To go to Donna. She will help you. Yeah. Locally based. If you guys aren't locally based, yeah. we encourage you. There's We're, small business associations, associations everywhere. All, yeah. Yeah. There's so many resources. There's grants. There's all kinds of things. So we do encourage you. There's a lot of people who want to help you get the start mm-hmm. in your business. So look in your local communities and, and talk to business leaders in your community and they'll be able to help you network, which is I think the biggest part in owning a business is just networking, yeah. knowing people that can guide you. They get, and uh, so many other people get reward out of helping you. Oh, yeah. And um, Jamie Wood with the Small Business Association came out and she's like in, like in charge of the South Dakota Small Business Association. She used to be in D.C. Mm-hmm. And that's her thing. Like she's somebody from D.C. but, you know, wants lower level, like wants mm-hmm. that interaction, wants to be a part of it. So it was really exciting to have her come out and like hands on talk to us. Oh, yeah. So, okay, my turn, right? Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love your story too. So how and when did you start your business? So, oh, this I feel like this there's like a two-parter to this one. Yeah, so, well, I had like multiple parts. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> um, so I think the mobile, tr- the, the idea behind it, I did wait, start. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold up. You're about to go to stage two of your business. Oh, yeah. I am about to. <laughs> so that's like why this is maybe like stage one, stage two, and we have a starting process. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. Okay. So my stage two process was much different than my stage one. <laughs> um, but I, for those of you that don't know, I did start a business um, when I was 21. Well, I was 20. I started when I was 20 and then into 21. Um, was a clothing apparel company mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. And I had some really major um, family and life things that happened in my early 20s. And I, you know, it kind of goes back to that passion thing. You have to have a burning desire to pursue that path. Um, Otherwise, that dream will just fizzle. And something really bad happened in my life. And it was like literally one day I was like, I'm done. You know, Mm. I shut everything down. I was like, I'm not pursuing this anymore. Um, I think because my direction in life changed, my priorities changed. Um, and when you have something so drastic happen in your life, it's just, you know, but I feel like if you do have something that you are actually sincerely passionate about, my thing was, is I was so young, I knew I wanted to be a business owner and I don't think I picked the right industry for my personality, but I just picked something and went with it. 
Yeah. One of my favorite books is called Fail Until You Don't by Bobby Bones. Yes. And so I'm like, a big fan of failure. Yeah. It's so true. It sucks. It failure sucks. sucks but, but I would not be where I am without my failures. Yeah. And so I learned things while it is a totally different industry. Um, I learned a lot from that short-lived dream and so you know we were, ta- you were talking about you're selling rocks right. um we lived out in the boonies and so we could never do like a lemonade stand or anything but I think I always dreamed of owning my own business um but I've been in sales and marketing my my in my career my professional career um and I think I just kind of got tired of being in an industry that I was in um but I posted this on my business page the other day because I'm really big into people knowing you as a person and as a business owner because they're more apt to support your business that way. Um, If you hear ice cubes, it's (laughs) Tia. She's trying to be quiet and it's the best thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I decided to go with the mobile food truck industry my back background it's like funny because you're like life is preparing you for different things and you don't see it uh I started attending church when I was 21 around the time that my life started going to shambles um I started going to church and I really wanted to serve but I wanted to serve behind the scenes so I was the one that ran the Starbucks coffee bar for our church it was just drip brew so it didn't take it required no like no effort whatsoever you just put like the grounds also like sometimes it's skills that you're learning within other skills, but they still correlate. Right? Yeah. It's like building blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Like you really, you really don't need to know how to be a barista. You can learn that, but mm-hmm. learning the interaction with people is a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like looking back on that, I did that. And then I moved from Oklahoma back to South Dakota. Um, and <laughs> it's funny because I, um, I, I grew up at like a very young age and like went into a very professional setting at a young age. And so I feel like I missed out on working in an ice cream shop or working as a barista Mm -hmm. or doing different things. And so that's, I was like, okay, I'm young. I'm still young. I want to learn how to make coffee. So that's when I get hired on, um, by soul food or soul food, um, bistro and espresso bar, I think is her full name, but I just call them soul food. They're really good. Sorry about my dog. (laughs) Bro's just barking in the background. Um, but I got hired on by them and that's where I actually learned the actual art of coffee and the love of coffee. Okay. Um, and then I was like, I went into the corporate setting there again and lost my joy and, you know, continued on with my professional career and then just was not happy. And I was like, I really at the just... moment it feels like failure, right? Oh yeah, totally. But now you're looking back, you're like, nope, it was just a stepping stone. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny. It's like, if you don't find joy in what you do, that to me is also a failure. Yeah. Like if you're not doing what you're destined to do and you don't get excited to. That was the world part of fire. the reason why I left too, was mm-hmm. I just wasn't finding joy yeah the everyday joy it was like it was always like I know I can't do this the rest of my life yeah which now is I'm a like, very doom and gloom feeling yeah and now I'm like I could do this the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> which is how you should feel about it yeah um and so and I was always told growing up like don't you know find something that doesn't feel like work yeah and it's I true, feel though. like that's so cliche but I I always was like it was always in me to find that like never Because I think it's true. Oh, yeah. It's like finding a workout that doesn't feel like a workout. It's not grueling Mm -hmm. to go to the workout. Yeah. Like what what really like makes you tick when you go and work out? Yeah. What lights that fire? So, you know, I was just very, I I was actually selling cars at the time and just was not a good industry for me to be in. And uh, so it's like, well, you know, instead of crying in your beer about it, what do you want to do? 
And I said, well, I really miss being a barista. Like I was really happy. I know it's a very simple job, but like I really liked that. And in Oklahoma, we had what was called food truck Friday nights. And we all the food trucks would go down on Main Street. And yeah. everybody would eat together and we'd pull out picnic tables on Main Street. And it was really cool. And we didn't, we don't really have that up here. I mean, we do, we have downtown Friday nights, but not as like on a scale as we did in what Oklahoma. They did. And I'm like, sure. well, I love to drive. Like I love driving long distances and just being in a vehicle, listening to podcasts, listening to music, be having my me time. I like that these are influences that were oh, such a long time ago. Time ago, but they just like those puzzle pieces just come together. And so that's when we started thinking, well, why don't we do a mobile coffee truck? Yeah. And that's what like really inspired it. But much like you, uh, I took those baby steps to do my research. Um, I, yeah, and there it, there wasn't, like, I think, I can't say there wasn't one, but there yeah. wasn't one with the business steps that you had or the business plan that you have, right? Yeah. Like, you're consistent. There wasn't ever anything that was super consistent, mm-hmm. like, reliable. Like, your business plan is all of those things. Yeah, it's true. So. Well, and for me... Uh, the coffee industry is a very loving and supportive industry. So unlike you, I did have that support. And so I, you know, the biggest thing is like, you might have this awesome idea, but is it feasible? And while you don't want to think about the monetary value, you still have to be able to like support yourself, obviously. Right. Um, so I took a map United States and I started looking at other coffee truck owners that were in the same size towns of Spearfish and smaller. Cool. And I called them. From North Carolina to California to Kentucky. Were they to like open Idaho. to talking to you? Very open. Cool. Um, well, I did, the only one, and this is actually the guy I ended up buying my coffee truck from. She's like, How far away from Kentucky are you? Up? You know, and I'm like, I'm in South Dakota. She's like, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you all my secrets then. I'm like, Okay. Um, but no, they told me, and I talked to I think to them. that's the truth is like, once you're like, I'm in South Dakota. <laughs> They're like, We don't care. Like, you're in the boonies. <laughs> but it was just interesting because I could. It's really ask ugly them, here. You don't want to live here. You don't want to live here. <laughs> Um, but it's like very interesting because I could talk to them about how they ran their business because each one was so different. Yeah. And you know, to find what worked for you. Yeah. And create a business model that was specific to our small community, which was, sure. which was cool. Um, so that's how I took my research. And then I also talked to Donna and she got a business plan put together for me. Um, and, and we should say like business plan, meaning like financials, financials, not the research, not of, the research of everything, just the strictly the financials. Right. Yeah. And so poor Donna, I sent her so many spreadsheets and like, here's my life. <laughs> Organize it. <laughs> Donna's like, Tia, I need this. And you're like, okay, I'll get that to you. And I'm like, I hate spreadsheets. <laughs> I love spreadsheets. They make me so happy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was how I got my first steps. And in feeling confident, you know, in actually knowing it could be a feasible business is what led me to being able to actually do it and pursue it. Sure. I think the thing that helped me keep on it and like keep my mind focused on it was creating my logo i don't know how yeah. you felt about it like once i had something tangible that i could look at and be like uh, oh i changed my logo within like the first i wish i knew how long it was really yeah which some some people were like why are you doing that but i was like you'll know just, when it hits your stomach yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and our new logo is totally it's I so much better. I love your logo. It's so like yeah, clean. but that's not the we had started with two. So you know the round one, mm-hmm. that was one of the two we first started out with. Oh wow! And then we had another one that was similar to what we had, but um, another. Well, anyways, um, so we had two, and we took one away and replaced it with the new modern 
more oh, I love bulkier it. one. But once you had oh your God. your logo, didn't it make you yeah. like you had something small to hold on to, yeah. and you kind of use that as like a reminder, like to keep motivated. Yeah, at least that was for me. That I sent it as I said it as my background, and I'm like, I'm pursuing this with everything I have. Yeah, yeah, so, I like that too. Yes, so that's okay. kind of how I got started. <laughs> I really like the segment. I feel like we our listeners are going to want us to move on though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we could talk about this all day. Absolutely. So that's kind of how we <laughs> took our baby steps and how we got started. So recap, find an idea, find out if it's feasible, reach out to local resources that you might have in your community. And there's lots of free ones, which is nice. That's my favorite F word is free. Um, and, you know, <laughs> and create something that's going to inspire you every single day. So that's just kind of a recap on the assertive segment. Cool. Blue Spruce Coffee Truck is a mobile coffee delivery service available for daily deliveries as well as weddings, church functions, and sporting events. Visit us on Facebook to see how we can be a part of your next event. The Barn at Aspen Acres is a simplistic, modern, farmhouse-style wedding and event center that is now booking for 2020 and 2021. To learn more and book your event, visit www.blackhillsbarn.com. Uh, the next segment is our bravery segment. <laughs> How do you build a foundation? From the bottom up, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so the bravery segment, again, going back, to, looping back to the theme for January, is how to start from scratch. And so I think that you need to start back at the foundation with, with uh, whatever you might be struggling with, whether it's depression, anxiety, bipolar. There are so many mental health challenges out there. So it could be totally something that I didn't even mention. There's so many out there. So identify what it is that your challenge is and let's break it down. Um, so, you know, start as much as people don't like doing this. And I don't even like doing this as journaling. Yeah. I don't, I'm not I'm a not physical, a like I'm not a physical writer, but I will tell you, I have so many notes. Yeah, me too. I like That's paragraphs and paragraphs of notes. Uh, like if I'm feeling something, I need to just get it out. I'll just write mm-hmm. it type in my it. notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's because we came from like almost in like our age, like when we were like frustrated. Like, no, this sounds so lame. But like when you're frustrated with a girlfriend and you're like kind of got into like a texting battle or something. Yes. You know, when you were younger, right? Yeah. Like we're talking 10, 15 years ago so, now. Yeah. <laughs> that phones have been around. But I think that's kind of the age that we were brought up that that was a kind of our way of journaling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's different, but yeah. Yeah. So ho- however that journaling quote unquote looks like for you, you know, maybe identify and figure out what it is that you do actually struggle with and then start breaking it down. You know, what triggers it? Is it certain events in your life or social events? Or is it when you're really alone for a few days and don't hang out with friends? Or, you know, when does that feeling or that that episode, so to speak, start to come up for you. Try to figure out what triggers it. And the more you document, I think the more you'll start to find patterns. Yeah. Patterns are super relevant. I mm-hmm. notice that in mine too. Yeah. So I think, I feel like if you don't, if you don't journal or don't keep track of them, how are you going to know the pattern or how are you going to be able to keep up with it? Yeah. Or at least reflecting on it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and maybe it's, I don't know. Um, we're trying to get people to journal here, but I'm now I'm like, I'm I can't a note be- keeper. I'm not a journaler, so it's yeah. totally fine. 
I can't be like, go journal every day for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but so. I think just keeping track of it is, mm-hmm. you know, and for some people, I feel like it is more of an episode type of thing, whereas for others, it might actually be like an everyday constant battle for them rather than ebbs and flows. So just kind of pinpoint what that is. Is it a, is it an episode for you or is it like a daily experience for you? If so, how long, how have you coped with it in the past? You know, what, what has worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? And how can you start adapting that into your daily routine to combat that? Um, you know, in establishing a pattern is going to help you deal with it the most. And I had one person one time tell me, they're like, give it a name. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not giving sad PD a name because I feel like if you give something a name, it gives it too much power. But that's just me, and that's in my little peon brain. But I in don't the future, know. we're gonna do an episode on creating habits. Ooh, yeah. Because I think journaling is one of those things that you just kind of need to create a habit about. Yeah, it is because it's not. I think you do have to just create a habit of that because it's not one of the things I necessarily enjoy. But I know it's good for me. Just like working out, you create those habits. Um. So actually vulnerable moment moment for me, I went to my yearly physical and the doctor actually prescribed to me, uh, an anti-depression, anti-anxiety pill. She did this to me last year too. Um, and I'm just like totally against taking medication. Cause I'm like, well, I feel like that's really covering up for me personally. I feel like it's covering up the root of what I'm like the root of whatever I'm not dealing with. But I'm like, I have so much going on in my life right now that I just don't want to deal with <laughs> deal with this thing. I'll deal with it later. Um, and so for me personally, that's been like in the last two days, I'm like, do I take that medication? Do I not do it? It goes against everything that I believe in, but it potentially could help me. Um, so, you know, you're it very much is a relationship with, with these, with these challenges. And so like, like Tia said, create habits, create, you know, um, good things to try to identify what's going on. And I think one thing that I mentioned, sorry, I'm just like rolling on with this one is I call them challenges and not illnesses for a very specific reason. I like that. I am very intentional with how I use my words because again, I feel like words have energy. Yep. And so when I say challenge, what does that make you think? That you're trying to overcome it. Yeah. And illness, to me, illness, I think of the big C word, cancer, something that's like doom and gloom and like Like potentially could die from. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like a challenge is like sets it into your brain and sets it with a different energy and a different tone that, hey, you can actually maybe overcome this and and beat it and kind of think of it as more of a game that you can win at rather than something that's detrimental. So um, I think that's another thing is kind of maybe change your mindset around I would really like challenge our listeners to challenge. Challenge. I see what we did there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Challenge our listeners to kind of tell them some of our, their challenges. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. It's super vulnerable. So you don't need to put it in like the comments. If you want to just message us. Yeah. um, We're never going to call you out, but it's No, you can write it anonymously too. Yeah. Anonymously, if I can say that word. It's just nice to kind of hear what our listeners Mm -hmm. are also going through. So we know what to talk about. Yeah, and I definitely feel like the bravery segment is definitely going to be something that I talk more about than Tia because I feel like it is kind of something more that I deal with perhaps and maybe that's not fair of me to say, but it's like something I'm very much going through on a daily basis. I feel like I can be vulnerable with you guys about and hopefully relate to you in that aspect. So yeah, I think, okay, I have this huge thing Dan and I have been talking about. Um, talking about lately? Yeah. yeah. So 
he said something to me the other day and it just like hit me. And he said, yeah, I think that guy, like we were talking about an individual and he's like, I think he just really knows himself. Ooh. And I was like, uh, that's a big thing. Yeah. I was like, yes, I agree. Like, it's not like confidence. It's just like he, he knows himself really well. Yeah. So for me, and to know something, you have to study it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And spend the time with yourself and like really reflect on. Yeah. So we're going to come back to that because I really, it's just really deep for me, but I think that. Well, that actually is a good segue into our next segment. Yeah. Well, and I think also like the bravery segment, I think you really know yourself. So it's easier for you to talk about it. Uh, Well, thank you. I mean, I'm working on it. I mean, I don't (laughs) feel like I am, but you know, that makes me feel happy that I, you feel like I can pull that off. Um, But our next segment is actually the love segment. And so, you know, what we're going to be, every love segment's going to be different, whether it's talking about being a good neighbor, being a good friend, or talking about romantic relationships. Today, we're talking about love in a romantic sense. In a good way or bad way. But you might be coming into 2020 single. Um, And so let's make this year about you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is totally segue. I didn't even mean to do that. You did good. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally a segment. Date yourself to get to know yourself better. Find that confidence. Mm -hmm. So I for sure, for sure, for sure think that like once you do know yourself better, you're going to also find a partner that is more compatible with you. Yeah. And you're going to kind of have triggers that are like yes I want to be with that person or no like I really mm-hmm. can't stand that yeah I can't stand that they do that the rest of their life <laughs> not my life their life, their life. <laughs> but the thing is is how can you um, fully commit to someone and love someone else if you aren't fully committed to yourself and fully understand yourself right. you yeah. know so if you don't really know what you want you know it's like the difference between a pepperoni pizza and a cheese pizza, you know, you don't know which one you want, but you go for the pepperoni and regret your decision and wanted the cheese. Yeah. Know yourself. <laughs> know what kind of pizza. No. I'm a meat lover. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Last night you're like, I want meat lovers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I think definitely, well, I, you know, T and I are both in committed relationships right now. Um, but it, it's funny, the saying, and I don't remember, it was, oh, it was Dr. Knudsen. Or no, it wasn't. It was Ashley with two broke girls and she was talking and she's like you know when you're not looking for it it hits you yeah and you meet that person and I said that's what happened to me I don't know if that was what it was like for you Tia but yeah yeah it was, it was like I wasn't looking for love I was totally like focused on myself and then slate happened yeah and you it's, know it's a lot easier than mm-hmm. to yeah it's a lot easier you're to like be... I don't like if it works it works mm-hmm. but right now I'm focusing on me I really like I know that it's probably cliche and people say it all the time but Figuring out who you are mm-hmm. is most the most important thing mm-hmm. coming into 2020. So do it. Yeah, it's so true. And you know, what, since we're talking romantically, I think if I think of all the past gentlemen that I've dated, there's definitely been a pattern with them. Same mm-hmm. characteristics that they all have carried and had been very, very similar. And I feel like I attracted those specific types of partners because of the discord and the lack of harmony with myself and the lack of relationship that I had with myself. And so I think if you know yourself, you're confident in yourself, you're going to attract the right partners. Um, And we will get to that in a second. Um, But I think something that would be good is like going into 2020, how can you date yourself? Mm -hmm. Like how can you create that relationship with yourself? Interesting. Like Mm -hmm. finding what, what things you can do to make your life 
still pleasurable well love and appreciate yourself yeah Yeah. but like also like creating the capability to go out to dinner and by yourself by yourself it took me a really long time to do that okay I'm so glad it did because I saw in another Facebook group one gal's like I'm very proud of myself I went out and ate dinner by myself and took myself to a nice dinner I'm like I've done that a lot. Did, uh, to me, it like, wasn't yeah. even a realization that that could be hard for some people. So, Because I'm such talk a to me social about person. Yeah. And so for me, it was like, uh, I really, I was, I was such a social person and I like always just got energy from other people. Mm-hmm. But there is something like serene about just being able to go and be with yourself and kind of have, it's almost meditative. Oh, yeah. Because you like really just generally have to like, was it scary for you to go eat by yourself? Um, I would say like the first time. And then after that, you're just also like goes back to like episodes before where we were talking about like, what would your younger self say? Like, oh, yeah, I I probably cared too much about like what other people in the <laughs> restaurant thought about me. Like, but at the end of the day, who cares? Who cares? I'm there to eat a meal and enjoy my time with myself. Right. So, huh. s- yeah, I stopped caring about that. Like, I really enjoyed it. I, I know some people like totally okay with going to the movie by themselves and i'm like yeah why not like why not? you don't need to go to the movie with somebody yeah, else no i also love highly enjoy going grocery shopping and like just shopping shopping by myself i am not a person that wants to go with somebody else really no dan can stay home goodbye yeah grocery <laughs> grocery shopping i definitely like going by myself but like shopping shopping yeah, no. I think I like having one other person with me, I think. Like for an opinion about what you're going to wear? Yeah. Nope. No. Hmm. I'm not fashion forward, so I, I feel like I need that security. <laughs> no, it's that. I'm like, I feel like I'm taking too long in a section or something. Like, no thanks. Oh, yeah. You don't want to stress you out. Yeah. I don't want somebody to wait for me. No, it's not a wait. And if you want to be a looking. Yeah, I totally get Anyways, that. Anyways, this is totally Sorry, off we're, subject. We're, di- we're digressing. But um, so how can you date yourself? You know, try maybe find those areas that you're not so confident in and try developing on them. You know, going out to eat by yourself and, you know, you need to have harmony and balance in your life. So spiritually, what are you doing for yourself spiritually? Are you going to church? Are you doing that meditation? Are you taking that five minutes of quiet time to yourself? If not, let's try finding that balance. Reading um, some books. Reading some books. Taking a bath. Uh, valuing, your, valuing yourself. Listening to some podcasts. Listening to some podcasts. podcasts. Yeah, there's so many resources. But I think there's so many ways to date yourself um, and you and to figure out who you are. And definitely it is a relationship with yourself. Yeah. It definitely is. Really, really is. Um, and so let's, here's a tough question. Did y'all make your vision boards? We hope you did. Because what kind of, did what, I? Kind of <laughs> what kind of guy did you put on your vision board or girl or whatever you're uh, into? What I did had they somebody look like? come up and tell me last night. We Okay. We're doing it on 1-1-2020 right yeah, now. Hello. Hello. Um, that Dan looked like Prince Charles. <gasps> and I've always thought that. But it's like so cute when other people <laughs> point it out. <laughs> I don't know if it's because he was in a suit or something, but he totally does. <laughs> Maybe we'll post a picture. For, oh, yeah. I definitely think. I think he does. So we'll I think people kind of want to see who we're with a little bit. So for this um, segment, we're doing it. Oh, yeah. So like on your vision board, what did your potential partner look like? What what qualities, you know, what what did, what kind of qualities do you admire in a partner? 
what do they look like? What kind of job do they have? Start envisioning what that Prince Charming or Princess Charming looks like to you because then you're going to start to attract those kinds of people, which is really funny. Totally going to tell a story really fast. Fifth grade me knew what was up because fifth grade me, (laughs) when my little journey journal in the fifth grade, you want to know who my dream guy was? He was tall, slender, evidently had to work on vehicles. Must be slayed. He had brown hair. And brown or blue eyes didn't matter, but the brown the hair had to be curly and he had to be quiet, but he had to be able to make me laugh and like have a kind of a close relationship with me, but not necessarily with the rest of the world. Fast forward 15 years, where am I? I'm dating a little hermit that makes me laugh, that's <laughs> tall, skinny, works on vehicles. Oh yeah. And fifth grade me said that it was a prerequisite that he had to wear flannels. Why that was important, flannel. I have no idea. That's really funny. So the day I actually met Slade, he was wearing a flannel. So it's super so funny. I said Charles. I did not mean that. I meant like William. William. Yeah. Yeah. I knew which one you were talking about. But he kind of, I mean, like he looks like the brother of Prince Harry and William. Like he doesn't really look like either. He looks like a mixture of both. Sorry, I just had to correct myself. <laughs> So I went and looked up a picture really fast. And, and you're like, like, that's not the right it, prince. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I knew what I meant. That's not what I said. So to recap the love segment, in order to attract that right partner for 2020, make it a year for you. Date yourself so that you can attract the right partner. We're going to end today with a quote of the day, which I feel like is very relevant to Tia and I. This is super relevant. Your dreams only work as hard as you do. And it's so true. It's tired. And some days it's the most rewarding awesomeness ever. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like some days it's like my business hasn't grown at all. And it's like, well, what work have you put in to make it? Yeah. To make it work. Your dreams and the you... times that you do put in the work and you you see it yeah you do you really see it so remember if you're not seeing progress with your own dreams it's because you're not putting in the work so your dreams only work as hard as you so thanks guys thanks for taking the time to listen if you have something you'd like to add from today's podcast shoot us an email at hello at slightlybalanced.com uh, and make sure to follow us on Instagram Facebook Twitter, all the things, (laughs) all the things, all the socials and join us next week as we are back and talking to you more about some more goodness and have a fantastic week. We will see you next time. Hey guys. Also, can you rate and review us on Apple podcasts? It would really help us. Uh, We know every podcast needs this, but you know, us little pedonk, little people, people (laughs) here in South Dakota. We need it. (laughs) We We want to know you're listening. We want to know you care. So and make them funny so that we can laugh because we like to laugh. Don't be negative Nellies though. Only fat stars. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) 